Well, we're well into July and it's great to be seeing signs of a return to normality here in London. Both my guests today are calling in from offices for this episode and Robin and I have been to our first evening reception back in the city with other people. Thank you to Simon Hayes of NextGen for that one. Hello to all our regulars, fitness fans and car washers or if this is your first time plugging in, well, it's great to have you join us. I'm Matthew Grant, partner at Instec London. Now this week, I am really pleased to be able to bring together an insurance underwriter and an insurtech startup to talk about the initiative they have launched together. Aegis London is an insurance company operating out of Lloyds and Skyline Partners is a previous Lloyds Lab alumni. Together, they have just launched an insurance product for small and medium businesses in the US to provide a new type of protection for what is known as active assailant. Basically, it's to provide insurance cover for non-damaged business interruption after a shooting event. It uses a parametric trigger and is in pilot in Dallas, Texas. Well, from whichever part of the insurance world you come from, you're going to find something here of interest to you. We talk about how insurers can work with technology companies, how to sell a new insurance product through a broker network, how to launch a business and scale it, and the benefits of the Lloyd's Lab and a whole lot more. Gethin Jones is co-founder of Skyline Partners and Callum Williams is an underwriter at Aegis. You may first have heard from Gethin when he spoke live at our event in the Steelyard in London in front of 250 people in February last year, and then again at one of our digital events in June. And if you're wondering how Gethin and Callum met, well, keep listening. Gethin, Callum, really looking forward to this discussion today. It's two of my favorite topics brought together, which is insurers finding companies to innovate with and parametric insurance. So I know we're going to have a really interesting time. Uh, so welcome to both of you. And it looks like you're both actually talking to me from a real office. So, uh, Callum, good morning. Are you in your, your office? Morning. In yeah, yeah. Back back in the office of three, four days a week. Nice to actually see people in person, chat to colleagues, better coffee in the office. So, yeah, happy to be back. Better coffee in the office. That's definitely a marker that everyone needs to take count <laughs> of. <laughs> yeah, well, cheaper than buying it. <laughs> and, uh, Gethin, you're in my, my favorite podcasting room in the padded cell within the Lloyd's <laughs> Lab. How's that going? It's still pretty quiet here, but um, no, but it's great to be back. Great to be back in in the office after so many months at, at home. So uh, things do seem to be returning to a bit of normality, which is fantastic. Excellent. Well, Geth, let's kick off with you then. So let's talk a little bit about Skyline. You started Skyline back in 2017. You're yeah, another individual, had, had a background in insurance, worked for Chaucer and RSA. Um, you're now offering a number of different solutions, I believe, for uh, helping people develop parametric insurance. Can you just, just talk a little bit more about what led you to start up Skyline and maybe just a few words about you know, some of the other things you're looking at? Myself and, and Lauren Sabatier, uh, the other co-founder of, of Skyline. So we met, met back in uh, 2017, looking at a shared vision, creating scalable uh, parametric solutions, sort of targeting the gaps in the existing indemnity market and where parametric can be a great complement to um, sort of deliver risk transfer solutions for those markets. And with the sort of increasing levels of data available, low cost or no cost data as well available very in very good quality and using technology, you know, uh, creating, um, you know, very scalable um, solutions globally. So that, that was really the motivation that, that started us. So we're, you know, uh, an insure tech, MJ, uh, and completely specialized in index insurance. 
we create indexes like we've we've done with uh, with Aegis in in this product that we'll be discussing. Um, we've got risk modeling, pricing capabilities. We do index calculation agent um, services as well to um, monitor and, and manage the, the claims on the on the indexes we create. And we've got a technology platform as well now, Instex, to administer these uh, these products at scale. It's been a great journey, and you know, still very true to you know the initial sort of vision that myself and Lauren had um, back in 2017. I remember coming across you actually back in, I think it probably was 2017 when this was just a twinkle in your eyes. So congratulations on <laughs> getting it to this stage and looking forward to hearing more about that. So okay. Callum, just talk, talking to you now, uh, you're an underwriter at Aegis. Aegis itself is a Lloyd syndicate. It's part of uh, the US Aegis Mutual, which people might know. Can you just talk a little bit about as an underwriter, what areas you're focusing on and you know, anything else that you think is helpful for people to know about Aegis? As you said, we're a Lloyd syndicate and the London market is very much sort of our focus. And what I mean by that is we don't have sort of satellite offices all over the world. So, you know, we work very closely with our with our London brokers. Um, but I guess a key sort of theme for us at the moment is is distribution. How do we sort of make the, the distribution chain as efficient as possible? Um, you know, that, that that helps us, that helps the end clients sort of cutting costs down. So that's something that we're looking at. And, and one way of doing that is is but sort of a focus on 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 digital distribution. So we've got our Opal online quote and buying platform. Huge amount of focus on that and, and getting new and innovative products like this on, onto it. Excellent. And just for those that don't know distribution, it's insurance talk for basically selling the insurance. You know, one of the big challenges that many people have with their with their insurance products. So we're going to talk a bit more about that in a minute. Uh, so getting back to you, we have this question we ask people to define parametric uh, to see who can come up with the most elegant, simplest <coughs> answer to that. So that's your challenge to, for those that aren't familiar with parametric or those who might want to hear a different version of how it's defined. Can you tell us what parametric insurance is? So parametric insurance, instead of a indemnity insurance, which pays out based on terms of the policy, effectively you've got an index, which has predefined payouts, um, which are done at the underwriting stage that if triggered, um, would make a payment. Um, and I think the benefits of index insurance is very much in the sort of non-physical damage, contingency, plug-in gaps, complementary to existing indemnity. Parametric will never replace indemnity insurance, but it's a great complement um, to find solutions to where perhaps indemnity insurance doesn't quite uh, work or, or, or can be implemented. So, Callum, you have just launched Active Assailant as your product. Uh, you did that in partnership with Skyline. It seems been getting some good coverage recently. I've noticed that you were actually on the front page of your website, so Aegis is obviously very proud of that as well. Uh, yeah. For those that haven't had a chance to read the press release or want to know a bit more about it, can you just explain what that actually means in practice? Sure. So I think the first thing to point out is it's what we've created is an active assailant insurance policy but it makes use of, of parametrics. It's, it's not any type of different sort of financial instrument. It, it is an insurance policy. And it's, it's a very simple one. It's, it's available in Dallas to indemnify insureds against um, shooting events. So it's a single trigger policy, um, and we make use of Dallas Police Department data. If, um, if a shooting occurs and is, is published by the Dallas Police Department within an insured area, the policy is triggered and it pays out. And as Gethin said, it's, it's, a, it's a pre-agreed uh, limit that we pay out. So it's small limits. We're sort of targeting SME businesses. Um, limits are up to $50,000. If a shooting happens, the insured receives the full policy limit. 
no sort of uh, loss adjustment uh, process. All that we ask is the insured um, confirms that they have suffered a loss or is reasonably foreseeable that they will suffer a loss. And that's it. We look to, look to make a payment within 14 days, just keeping it as simple as possible um, so that, you know, the insured can understand it when they're when they're purchasing this policy. And, and and that's for for use of SMEs in there. So sort of small business owners to protect against what loss of revenue because if a shooting occurs, they presumably the police close down the street and they don't get customers. Exactly. The funds can be used for anything. So it could cover sort of lost revenue, loss of future footfall, um, sort of loss of attraction. This could be sort of medical benefits, you know, if someone's injured, covering their costs, um, legal costs. Um, but then there's also, you know, there's a lot of focus on the moment on intangible assets. Say you're a restaurant or hotel shooting occurs outside, you know, what, what's the damage to your, to your brand, your rep? Reputation, you know, you can't necessarily put a price on that, and that's something that you can't necessarily sort of display on a, a balance sheet that, w- that would be able to be claimed under a, a traditional insurance policy. So um, that, that's kind of the point. We, we don't necessarily ask what the funds are being used for. It's, it's as the client or as the insured seeds fit, and, and that's one of the beauties of, of parametric products. And it's a pretty horrendous reflection of the state of the world that this is you know, happening enough that people need to get insurance. But presumably, the, there was a driver for this. So how did you decide? to go and offer this kind of product, what, what sort of brought you to be in a position to sell it? Unfortunately, the rate of, of shootings is increasing across the states. And, you know, there's, there's more and more data available that we, we can make use of to sort of underwrite in a more accurate manner. Um, and we've been in offering traditional active assailant policies for five or six years. But what we're seeing now is sort of smaller businesses asking it for, for it. Um, and the sort of traditional policies are perhaps too expensive. Um, but also the insurers want immediate access to cash um, after an event. You know, they don't want to wait six months to suffer the financial downturn before they claim it back. You know, I think the last year with COVID has shown a lot of small businesses can't sort of wear any financial hit to the business. You know, they need it immediately to keep them going through the worst times. We've also offered this product in reaction to a hardening of the US casualty market. Okay, a bit of insurance language in here. So I'm going to explain for those of you that don't speak insurance. Well, first of all, Callum is referring to casualty. Now, this is a major part of the non-life insurance market and tends to refer to insurance that doesn't cover property, life or health. And a major area of that relates to liability insurance. The hardening market is a term used to describe the cycle when insurance rates are going up year on year above inflation, 5, 10, 15% or more. That's been happening in the last couple of years. And then in a minute, you're about to hear about a deductible buy-down or a gap fill. This is a type of insurance intended to provide payment where your main insurance may not, for example, pay out if the loss is below a certain value. Back to Callum. A lot of U.S. casualty carriers are in, sort of are putting bigger attention on insurance policies, um, which SME businesses cannot necessarily retain. So they're looking um, looking at our parametric product almost as a deductible buy down or a gap fill. You know, they previously had cover; they don't have it anymore, and our product is is an alternative option for them. And as a Lloyd's market, obviously you can't sell those direct to the end buyers. So you're selling through brokers, presumably. How is that working? I guess two questions in there. You know, one of the brokers themselves, do they understand what you do and is there a market to it? And then secondly, when they're selling it to their clients, are people, you know, I guess it's early days yet, but, yeah. but what's the reaction been from when you've done some of the testing about a parametric, which is different, obviously, than a traditional insurance product? We've been working with one broker in particular quite closely. We have a good relationship with them. They use our, our Opal platform. Um, 
and they, they were one of the brokers that was sending a lot of a lot of requests in that, that got us thinking about this parametric product. So we we've sort of floated ideas with them. Really good feedback from them. They they felt that it sort of really um, covered one or covered their insured's needs. But the way we're distributing the product at the moment is still you know uh, sort of a test case proof of concept on a small scale. As I said, it's just in Dallas, and we're we work with Skyline they are effectively the cover holder and distributing the product for us we can work with any broker we're, we're not sort of limited to one or two going back to a point I made earlier our, our focus would be to get this onto, onto Opal you know it's, it's a, a product that's absolutely perfect for, for sort of digital distribution it makes use of data it's, it's hugely simple there's only two inputs to the product so for us this product needs to be sold on a, on a large scale it's a volume play and, and we will be getting it onto Opal to, to distribute it um, in the future um we just we wanted to launch the product as soon as it was it was working you know we've proved that the product does work um and so that's coming as, as soon as we can yeah well i guess it's your classic you, know, you mvp your product on the on the p of the mvp the minimum viable <laughs> proposition is your insurance product so get that out there test it and then yeah build it back into opal and so it sounds like opal's already out there you've got other insurance offerings on that so from the broker's point of view Presumably some of them are already using it. So it's like once they do start to you've launched it through that, then it's relatively easy for them to look at this alongside other products you're offering. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Opal's been running, I think, since 2016. Uh, so there's, there's a few products on it, a, a wind deductible buy down product. We've got a cargo product and a Terra product, which is what I work on. Opal will write about $100 million of premium this year. So, you know, it's it, it's out there in the market. It's, it's, it's been very successful. So, so Opal as a concept, as a, as a quote and buying platform, has, has sort of proven its worth. Um, and yeah, as I said, we, we want to get as many products on there as possible. Um, and our, our brokers, you know, particularly the, the brokers that use the Terra product, are very familiar with it. And this should just be another sort of tool in their armory to to, to sell um, on our behalf or assist them to sell the products. It's, it's certainly not trying to replace any brokers. It's, it's to sort of capture premium that we wouldn't necessarily see in the London market. Um, and, and assist our brokers. It's, yeah, it's not a. It shouldn't be seen as a competitor or as a replacement for brokers. It's, it's to work with them. It makes a lot of sense. So, uh, Gethin, just coming back to you. So, what's Skyline's role in, in releasing the Activist Edin product? I mean, I'll, I'll probably separate it into two two parts. So, we had the role in the product development, working with Callum and the Aegis team in terms of. You know, defining the, the structure, the index, uh, sourcing the data so that we'd be able to price and administer the index. Um, we've pushed all that obviously into our, into our platform index. And by the way, you know, the purpose of the platform is, is not a quote and bind. We can integrate our platform into quote and bind systems, claim systems. The Instex platform is very much on the um, sort of the risk modeling, the pricing, uh, risk visualization. It's very much a, a, a tool for that purpose. And then, you know, putting it live. A lot of the effort with these products is not is not just in the structuring and and the development of the of the index. Um, I'd say equal uh, effort, and Callum will, will agree with this, is in the in the regulatory side of it as well. Which is so we've been you know we've we've been collaborating with um, with Clyde and Co. Um, with Aegis on 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 that um, to define the policy wording, and then also to push it through all the regulatory channels uh, at Lloyd's as well. So you know there's there's equal effort in the development and, and also the, the regulatory side. Um, but now we're live, um, so we're, we're effectively operating, as Callum said, as the, as the cover holder. 
and we're um, providing all the the pricing um, for the for the products through through the models that we've created, and then we're also the calculation agent as well. So we're as as the data uh, from the police department is updated, we're monitoring that, making sure that you know if if there's an insured area and the event has occurred within that, then we we notify uh, Aegis and we kick off that that claims process. So all of that is uh, is being performed at the moment by us. Yeah. And just on that point about the calculation agent, you, you touched on it there, an event occurring, but can you just give a little bit more details about what is what is the trigger in this case for the payout? So at the moment, we've got a defined uh, index for what is an active assailant uh, event. Um, so that will be an event incurring, uh, you know, a murder, an assault with weapon. So we've got a number of data fields that we pull. Uh, from the Dallas Police Department to say, you know, has there been a murder? Has there been assault? Has there been a weapon involved? You know, is it is it an, an insured weapon? Because we don't use all weapons, so you don't use things like poisoning. And then the other piece of the index is the insured area, so the the premises that we're we're uh, insuring. So we we create a an area covering the insured location and and with a boundary. Um, so what if that event? has been triggered so it's meeting the the def- definition of the index which is active assailant product um, and it's happened within the area then it notifies the claim okay and then in terms of building the the maybe it's a pricing question but presumably was that either you or that EGS looked at the past data from I think it was Dallas Police Force as well to sort of work out how you, how this should be priced is that how it works yeah so what we did is we we got the data from the Dallas Police Department and then we we modelled that risk, right? So we went, okay, where are these events occurring? And then how would that perform with the index? And then obviously working with the inputs from Aegis to say, okay, well, you know, what what kind of loss ratios are we are we happy with? You know, what kind of premiums are we happy with in terms of and, and rates online? You know, what are we targeting? What would make it attractive? Um, we've then created that that pricing model, um, you know, with the inputs from Aegis that meets those those requirements set out by by Aegis. We, you know, we're refining that. So as, as Callum said, it's an initial launch in Dallas. We're seeing how it performs, and we're already getting some feedback back and, and we're looking at it make some refinements to that to that model um, and then and then we, we're looking to scale that out to you know other cities and, and states in, in in the US but the but the pricing model and the, the risk modeling is very much uh, something that we provide um, as skyline to Aegis and, and to other other clients it's quite interesting for us as underwriters because rarely particularly sort of in the terror and crisis management market do we have so much data available to us you know we don't have years and years of claims data that we can use in our in our pricing um, tools and pricing models so this is sort of the first time we have so much data available as underwriters we don't necessarily have sort of the capabilities to to sort of model Skyline have the sort of knowledge of how to manipulate that data and build the parametric product. So that's why we had to sort of outsource it to the calculation agent and said, look, we've got this idea. Um, there's this data available. What does it tell us? And now, now we know what it tells us. Like, what should the pricing be? What, you know, then looking at things like what should the limits be? So it's a nice tie up between an underwriter and, um, an insure tech or a, uh, you know, parametric specialist so it's, it's it's a new sort of new process and new way of, of underwriting for us and it's, it seems to have worked out pretty well it's what insurtech was designed for really wasn't it you're finding new sources of data to solve in this case unfortunately but it's new problems insurance gap and uh, it's, it's just great to see it coming all together one of the challenges um, for parametric at the moment as well is it's not a class of business in its own right so it's how, how do you fit it into existing definition of insurance 
because it's fairly new and and the, and the way it's been applied um you know there is a lot of uh, a lot of that legal compliance input but um the ideal would be that you know parametric does become almost like a class of business in its own right and and have the appropriate definitions around it but i think we're probably uh, you know quite a, quite a way off that Cam, you mentioned about or actually both did a way in a way about you know, the fact that there has to be a loss suffered and, and the and the insured can't make a profit how does that work in this case? Because there is a bit of a disconnect between somebody getting murdered on a street and a property losing money. So how, how do those two sort of reconcile each other? We looked at a few things. We looked at various academic studies to sort of see the, the economic impact on a micro level to sort of small businesses locally. And that, that, you know, those studies have shown that if shootings do occur, it does have an economic impact on things like, you know, footfall property prices, rental income. So there's, a, there's that aspect of it. We set up a, um, a perimeter around the property so the shooting can't occur too far from the property for it to trigger the policy. So we, we've got a limit on that. But also we set a limit. Um, although we can offer up to $50,000 limits, it can't be more than 10% of the business's annual revenue or rental income. And then the final part is we still ask the insured to confirm within 30 days that they have done or foresee a loss and that the limit they have purchased is 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 appropriate for, for their business so you know across those three or four things i feel like we are sort of reducing the basis risk we are ensuring that there isn't any profit being made um mm. by buying this this insurance policy and it's not there to to replace traditional policies it is very much an add-on product just to sort of get them a, a small amount of cash mm. immediately that's the beauty of the parametric products is covering, you know, non-physical damage, isn't it? The, the more sort of contingent um, uh, losses and, you know, that calibration, as, as Callum was talking about, is, is very much, you know, in, the, in that structuring and when you're setting the limits in terms of making sure that what's being experienced by the client is what's being defined in the, in, in the index. And, you know, there's a lot of thought and effort that, that goes into that side of the things. Yeah, and, and as you've seen the last year through COVID, non-damage business interruption clearly has been a big loss. So it's interesting. This is, I guess, it's potentially a pilot also for doing something in in that area. And, and kind of just want to pick up on just for those that aren't familiar with basis risk. This is essentially the the difference between the actual loss incurred and what we pay out in a parametric. Of course, you know, one of the important things in designing a parametric product is to ensure that that basis risk is as, as small as it can be, or at least the buyer is aware that you know, it doesn't necessarily cover all of the loss, but it does cover something that, again, as you're saying, it might not have been possible elsewhere. So parametrics provide a, 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 not just an alternative to insurance, but actually yeah, new insurance as opposed to no insurance. And then, can you touched on this a little bit. You said that you, you had quite a lot of interest. Have you actually managed to bind any policies yet since this has gone live? We launched it two weeks ago, um, so we've got quite a few quotes out there. Haven't quite bound one yet, um, but again, as a, as a new product, we're not expecting to sort of have floods of, of, of bind orders coming in within two weeks. It takes time to educate the insureds, um, A, about you know the fact that they can buy insurance for, for shooting events and, and B, in this manner, using parametric. So I think that the most positive thing from us is is our London brokers and, and a few US wholesalers are really interested in it. You know, I've heard from brokers for the first time in, in sort of 18 months saying, hey, I've, I've heard about your, your product. I want to know more about it. And the fact they're sort of sending in quotes, asking us to quote it is, is the most positive thing for us. And, you know, from our perspective as, as a syndicate, it's our sort of first foray into parametrics. 
is very much, as I said, a proof of concept, make sure the loss ratios are as expected, the product and the sort of mechanics behind it work, and then we'll, we'll, we'll scale it up. So it's intentionally a sort of slow start, feel our way through it, and then, then, then launch it and, and scale up where appropriate. And just on that point about the broker zone, this comes out a lot with the people we're talking to who are releasing products. Yeah, the, the challenge of getting brokers to actually understand it, you've you know, obviously you've already got a strong network and a well-established organization, but how would you recommend that people want to get the word out to the to the broker community who are potentially going to be using these kind of products? Maybe Gethin, you've also got some thoughts on this, but maybe starting with you, Callum, you know, what's the best way to get their attention? You know, what do they read? What do they listen to? How to get in front of them? There's podcasts like this. There's, there's so much sort of talk in the insure tech world about parametrics. But again, I sort of go back to our, you know, online platform, Opal. We have that just putting new products onto that. And we have a real focus on digital marketing. So we've created our own um, microsite, which explains all of our products. It's got videos on there explaining in that example, sort of the difference between terrorism insurance and TRIA, you know, we're going to put put something similar um, for this product to explain it. So, you know, you you do have to market the products. They won't just sell themselves. And and then the old traditional way of, of getting on the phone um, to London brokers, you know, we can see them face to face and just explaining what it is. Um, you know, the, the, the brokers, as I said, we, we we rely on them to distribute and sell the product. So we've got to explain it to them, make sure they understand it. But then there is a, a bit of a reliance on them to in turn go and go and sell it for us. So it's a, it's a it's a sort of two way relationship. We're on, we're as reliant on them as they are are on us. You mentioned Tria in there, which is the the U.S. government backstop for terrorism. So I think your, your point there was you know, some some part of the insurance is covered by the private market. Some of it's picked up by the government, but Gethin, yeah, just telling about to you, what's your experience been both with the work you're doing with Aegis, but also more broadly in terms of how to get in front of the, the brokers and introduce them to the new products that are out there and new offerings? Fundamentally, um, it's got to be a demand-led product, right? So, you know, when you're looking at these new products, new markets, you know, you've, you've got to have somebody at the outset going, you know, I, I want to buy something like this. This is something I'd be very interested in. There's got to be a demand there to begin with. And then, as Callum said, you know, you, you, you've got to use all, all the tools, um, you know, available to you to to get get it out um, through the, the broker networks, um, through, you know, these type of communications. But fundamentally, it's got to be a demand-led product from, from the outset. We do have quite a few brokers listening, so mm-hmm. I hope you'll get some calls following this. So, yeah. so on that topic, Gethin, there's a few other products, as you mentioned, that you've got. I came across <coughs> a couple that sound quite interesting. Perhaps you could just give us a sense of what's happening there. So you've got one for heat stress in Chile. We've just launched um, a heat stress product for the dairy industry, um, and we've just launched that in France uh, with initial 40,000 cows, um, and that was developed in conjunction with our partner, ITK, as an agri-tech company, and with SCORE, uh, who's providing the, the reinsurance on, on, on that. Um, so we've in, launched that initially in France, a bit like what we've done here with Aegis as a, a bit of a soft launch, um, and then we're going to be rolling that out uh, globally. So, we, you know, we're looking at the UK, wider in Europe. We've got conversations being finalized in, in Latin America, Chile, uh, Brazil, and, and also the US market as well. We're looking at we see that being a, a product that's that's needed, you know, because of climate change, etc. We've also developed another product that we've been marketing with some of the London brokers for um, catastrophe, and it's a take on the traditional sort of cat in the box parametric 
where we enhanced it with Winfield to reduce the basis risk, coming back to your point earlier. And we've also got a couple of uh, very exciting products in, in the pipeline as well, uh, working with some very talented people in those sectors for cyber and, and for the marine, marine applications as well. But, you know, our priority at the moment is making the products that we've got um, out there um, successful, you know, like with Aegis for this active assailant. That's our absolute priority. And then, you know, working on these new opportunities as they as they arise. Good. Well, I could edit this out, but I'm just glad to prove I'm not perfect. I, I've misread my handwriting. I don't quite know how I managed to confuse cows in France for Chile. But just to clarify, he launched a product in France. <laughs> yeah. And I'm looking at Chile somewhere along the line. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Good. And then the cat in the box one, you mentioned there about Hurricane. But you're doing something slightly different there, aren't you? Because traditional cat in the box, for those that don't know, it was looking more at a sort of fairly simple hurricane landfall. And if it passed certain gates, there'd be a payout. But yours is a bit more sophisticated than that. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we're targeting um, public and financial institutions with this um, product. And what it does, a traditional cat in the box would take a hurricane track and a defined area. And if that hurricane track of a certain category went through that defined area, it gets as a payout, usually, you know, in line with the category of the, the hurricane. So what we've done is taken that concept, but then added to it um, to say there's a hurricane, but there's a wind field around that hurricane. So it's like a fat track. So, you know, and it, and it, and it takes account of, of the actual impacts that are seen on the ground, um, taking account of the wider impacts of that hurricane track through the insured area. And, and, you know, at the moment it's very much looking at, you know, applications for banks. So, defaults in loans following a catastrophe event, hotels, um, agriculture, you know, these type of impacted businesses. I think we'll be pushing that one pretty hard. And then, Gethin, you were also, you're actually in the Lloyd's lab, but you were on, actually on a previous Lloyd's cohort. Uh, and that kind of links a little bit back to the point about brokers earlier on. But perhaps you just say a few words about how you found that experience. Yeah, I mean, it's been a fantastic experience. I mean, being part of the Lloyd's lab, um, you know, the actual program itself was was great. Um, but I think the real benefits of being part of the Lloyd's Lab is is what comes after. You're part of that community. One of the reasons Callum got, got in touch with uh, with Skyline was, um, you know, they saw us on one of your podcasts, actually. But then through the Lloyd's Lab, um, being part of that, you know, it's really gives a gives credibility, gives a platform. And, and also they're, they're, it's fantastic to reach out to to networks through through that. So I would say the whole experience of Lloyd's Lab has been fantastic. Any insure tech looking at applying for the for the Lloyd's Lab, uh, I'd say absolutely do so. I mean, it's been a, it's been a great experience for us. I echo that because, you know, for us, when we're sort of looking at uh, who, who can help us, the fact that Skyline had been through the Lloyd's Lab real give, gives them sort of real clout and sort of credibility because we've done this in sort of the reverse order in that we approached Skyline and said, can you assist us with, with creating a product rather than having a product first and then looking for um looking for a capacity behind it but you know for me internally to sort of say right we've got this mj that can help create this product and to be able to say oh they've come through the lloyd's lab and you know they've been sort of vetted or had to go through that process makes it a lot easier to say okay these guys actually know what they're talking about for us it was really useful yeah that's a really good additional point and then geffen you 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 made that point but i just want to pick up on it because it sounded quite exciting so so Callum, did you you came across geffen by listening to one of our podcasts did you (laughs) i did yeah it was it was it was Probably about 18 months ago or so, um, but just talking about, you know, the use of data. And I, just, I thought, actually, this potentially could could solve one of our problems that we were thinking about at the time. You know, um, a colleague of, of mine, we were, we were talking about parametrics and sort of thinking, how can we apply it to the crisis management book? And we were looking at London and various bits of data there and just thought, OK, we don't know how to do this. So we heard heard 
guys from Skyline talking on a podcast and thought, right, these are the guys that, that can help us. So, so got in touch and, you know, here we are 18 months later and uh, mm-hmm. got a fully fledged product. So it, it worked out well. Great. So that was actually our event. I think it was back in February last year. We were actually doing live events coming again soon, hopefully. And Gethin, yeah, you were standing up on stage doing your pitch for uh, Skyline and it, and it worked. You, yeah. you, you hooked up. <laughs> yeah. Good. So, uh, we have asked you a lot of questions. Just, if there's anything we haven't covered, do you think is important to add? Gethin, just go to you first. Just to say, I mean, I think there's, there's, there's a lot of opportunities out there for parametric. And I think the key now is getting some real success stories. If anybody's out there and, and has got a great idea for parametric, um, and they want, you know, somebody like Skyline to come in and, uh, help them develop that and, and, and get that out into the market, you know, please get in touch with us. Thanks for all your support for Instec. Uh, so, Clearly, that was one of the benefits of working with us. But it'd be helpful. Just other reasons that you've you've now joined us as a, a corporate member that might help people understand what we're doing. As you said, uh, Matthew, you know, we we met a long time ago. You know, back at the well, I said a long time ago. I think it was three three years ago, uh, right at the start of um, my my journey with Skyline. And it's been great, you know, the support we've we've got from yourselves through you know those initial stages. Because you know, as a startup, until you start getting the traction. You haven't got big budgets for marketing. You haven't got big budgets for, you know, um, this, that and the other. So, you know, to, to work with you, have your support, have you mentioning us in the, in the articles as we've been developing the business has been absolutely fantastic. You know, we're now fully fledged members of, uh, Instec London, you know, and hoping it's going to be a long term, uh, you know, working relationship with, with yourselves and uh, mutually beneficial. You know, hopefully you'll have a lot of good news stories from us that you can uh, promote. Yeah. That's how the model works well. We, you know, really, Rob and I really enjoy and actually our expanding team now. You know, talking to early stage companies, founders, you know, sometimes they've got business, they're thinking about businesses they shouldn't do sometimes. And like with you, they turn into, you know, really successful businesses. And, you know, then we come either knocking on the door, people turn up and write us a check, become a member and you know, everyone benefits. So that's, yeah, fantastic. Yeah. Thank you very much. Um, Callum, and for you, anything else you want to add that we haven't covered? The benefit of, of a platform like Instep for us is, is just hearing about, um, what's going on at the sort of forefront of, of, of insure tech and innovation. As a carrier, we want to be the sort of first to adopt it and, and understand it. And if it's a year later and we're reading about it in the insurance press, it's almost it's almost too late. We've, we're sort of behind the curve and playing catch up. So it's a great place to hear, you know, what's going on as soon as it's sort of created and happening. Well, thank you. It's a brilliant quote. I might actually have you on the front of our website as well. If you're saying <laughs> gracious things uh, like that. Um, well, listen, that's been, been great speaking to both of you. We'll put links to both to the websites and you Calum, you mentioned there's a, a microsite you've got as well, so we'll link to those. And um, well, we are, yeah, so we are getting back to live events. Hopefully, we'll see you in July or in September when all being well, we'll be back in the Steel Yard. And uh, this has inspired, you know, the next generation, as you said, Gethin, like three years isn't long, but it's kind of a long time in innovation, and it's definitely a long time when you're building a company and waiting to get revenue coming in. Yeah. So yeah, hopefully, the next generation of one somebody out there will be uh, inspired by this and find their next partner. But and and then, and of course the underwriters as well. But no. Thank you both very much. Really enjoyed learning more about what you're doing. No, That's great. No, thank, thank you so you. much. Thanks. Yeah, I really appreciate that. That was good. Well, if you got this far, you will know the benefits we offer at Instec London, helping insurers understand their technology choices and helping technology companies get their message out to the world. Most of what we're up to, including our popular reports, are available on our website, www.instec.london. To find out how you can become a corporate member and join our events or podcasts, contact me, Matthew Grant, through LinkedIn or any one of us, hello at instec.london.